And we welcome you back for episode number 17 of the Illini Basketball Podcast on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Google, other things as well. I'm never going to actually have a coordinated intro where I say every single one. It wouldn't It wouldn't feel right if you did. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. So. And uh, we've been getting a lot of plays lately, so we thank you for that. Get those up even more as we head towards March, but we'll see. We have to keep doing a good job or a decent job. Decent. I'm, I don't know what decent. we've done. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. So Illinois does what they need to do. And I got to say, I was a little bit nervous, not that nervous, but a little bit because we've seen this team come out horribly against bad teams. They didn't really do that very much. And these two, uh, we'll talk about the Nebraska game first. That was a home game. Of course, Illinois wins that game by 12 and they played decently. Well, they didn't score as much as we thought. No, but they were um, close. Yeah, I mean, I thought they did what they needed to do. They did let Nebraska get back into the game um, a few times, but, you know, 171.59, so 12-point win, nothing to be mad about. Um, they were a 13.5-point favorite, moved up to like 14 before the tip, so people are betting on the line for some reason. I don't know how many times they've co- actually covered the spread. We're going to have to look that up, how they are against the spread, but um, – Nebraska was missing their number two scorer uh, in Cam Mack, who averages 12 points a game and six and a half assists assists per game. So had him out. Uh, Yeah, we both thought Illini would get up in the 80s in this game. Uh, Not so much. Uh, I had 82-68 Illini. You had 85-70 Illini. So um, definitely didn't score as much, but held Nebraska to 59 points, which, you know, it's always – Always good to hold a team under 60. Uh, my player of the game, this game, um, is going to be Alan Griffin. Um, in 20 minutes, he's, he uh, had 13 points. He was 5 of 13 from the field and 1 of 5 from behind the arc. So not so great from behind the arc, but he's starting to get to the paint and he's doing more than just shooting the three, which I think helps this offense move. Um, he had seven rebounds, four offensive, which I think, you know, how I how I feel about offensive rebounds are the biggest part of college basketball, in my opinion. Um, that he had a steal and a block too. So uh and then he did have one awesome putback dunk. So made the uh made everybody finally stand up at the basketball game because Illini fans uh are really struggling to figure out what it's like to win. But more on that later. Uh I thought that defensively they played very well to start the game. Kind of, kind of fell off there, you know, midway through. They kind of let Nebraska get back in the game. Um, Kofi was getting touches early. Ended up only getting nine touches for the game, which I still think is about five, six less than what he probably should be getting. Uh, he's five and nine from the field. Uh, I feel like Illinois finds him early in the games, and then they just stop going to him. Um, I don't know what it what it is about that but that's just how it's been going um got his 10th double double of the season so he's continuing that freshman uh uh, record that he already broke a while back had 15 points 10 rebounds and i did see that underwood uh before the game um, was was challenging him to go after rebounds more um to be more aggressive so i noticed that in this game and i i really noticed it in the northwestern game it seemed like he was you know getting after it um and as a team illinois out rebounded nebraska 78 35 so um he did get his free throw touch back it seemed like uh he was five of seven from from the line and he only played 27 minutes so i don't know if he was uh ill is that player of the game kofi huh? was player of the game kofi was player of the game for you 15 and 10 a block and like you said a little more aggressive which i think that he took that to another level against northwestern and yes. also they out rebounded them 48 35 you said 78 don't want to confuse anybody here Oh, did I say 78? My bad. <laughs> they got 78 rebounds. They might Killing have won it on 100. Killing it on uh, the rebounds. <laughs> so, real quick, to go back to what you said at the beginning, um, when they calculate your record against the spread, how does that work? Uh, so, it's basically like if they would have cut – like, so on this, they wouldn't have covered. So, they would have lost this game. So, they're 14-12-1 they're and one against the spread. Okay. 
seven so, and five against the spread on the so, road. So seven basically, five. they've covered fourteen times. They haven't yeah. covered twelve. So. I wonder what game was the uh, push. I don't know. You'd have to look that up. Yeah, that would take a lot of research. So, so yeah. they're seven, seven, and one against the spread at home. Yep. And then uh, they are eleven and sixteen with the over/unders. Five and ten at home with the over/unders. Six and six on the road. So betting the Illini on the road is not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've you know after Northwestern they have five road wins in the Big Ten. So and six overall because they beat the ever great. Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon squad. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kofi, yeah, definitely had a great game. Um, he he probably would have been my number two um, as as player of the game. So um, Georgie was absolutely brutal this game. Um, oh, a six from the field, and he doesn't. He didn't shoot anything outside five feet. So. Um, only got 13 minutes. He only played 13 minutes this game. I think he only played 13 against Northwestern. So he's definitely getting his time taken away. Um, they're turning it into more of a Georgie comes in when Kofi needs a break. Um, kind of how Azubuki is uh, for Kansas is, you know, a few minutes before the TV timeout. That's when I think he's going to start coming in, play a few minutes, get Kofi, you know, a, a bit longer break. Um, but he is just – it's just he's either just banging it off the back, but he's doing that, you know, runner hook that he does. And he had one where it didn't seem like any – you know, he just isn't taking his time down there. Um, it's just really, really bad right now for Georgie. I hope he gets it back. I think he's going to be – I think that he him playing well would make this team a lot better, um, obviously. But uh, – I saw that he was one of 11 um, over the last two games and he is 12 of 42 since January of, of or since January 25th. Um, so he's shooting 28.5% since then. So um, Underwood is saying that he doesn't think that it is a confidence thing, which, which makes no sense. I think it absolutely is. Uh, and I feel like we say this every single week for like the last five weeks. Something's wrong with Georgie. He's not playing well. He doesn't look the same. Yeah. And I don't know what to do at this point because it's been the same way. The one good game that I would argue he's had in the calendar year of 2020, and this wasn't even that good of a game. It was just a solid game, was the Rutgers game on the road, the game after he um, got – or the first game since him not being in the starting lineup, which – he was okay in that game. Other than that, he just looks horrible. Like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't know if this can be fixed. If it is, it could be like a mental thing. Mechanically, yeah. he's not doing what he used to do. Yeah. And Maybe he changes release. I don't know. And I think he's he's struggling on the defensive end, too, it seems like. Um, just, he, you know, he's he's committing a lot of fouls, and he's not, he's not able to stop the guys at all. And like. when so. he is – on the floor when he comes in for Kofi, he's going to be facing probably someone who's bit like if he, if he's let's say the Iowa when they play Iowa, Kofi goes out, Georgie comes in, he's probably going to be playing on Garza, which is a mismatch, so he's going to be seeing the bigger guys a lot too. So right. that's right. got to hurt him defensively. Yeah. So I, I don't like I said, and they're even trying to take Kofi out you know, having him come in for Kofi and, you know, so he's back in that five position, you know, where he was, where he played well last year. Um, and it's still, I, I just, I think he's all just out of sorts. I mean, coming off the bench and, and, you know, just not getting into any momentum. So I think it's really hurting him. Um, and I don't know if he'll get it back anytime soon. Even when he was starting, he still wasn't doing anything. Right. So. Right. I don't blame Underwood at all for benching him because we called no. for it like yeah. a week before it happened anyway. Yep. But I don't know. I think that um, if he can get something back and contribute a little bit down the stretch, that could help more. But yeah, I just just I you know, two or three good buckets. You know, while Kofi's on the bench, um, a couple good defensive sets, um, just a couple little things would make this team that much better. You know, instead of zero for six. So, um, 
but uh, moving on, um, Io, you know, Io's just, he is literally just in the zone right now. It feels like um, he did take three early threes, uh, missed them all, uh, never took another three afterwards. So, you know, I, I appreciate that from him. Um, and then, you know, he started getting to the bucket and doing what he does and just continues to prove why he's one of the best finishers at the rim. Um, it seems like as long as he gets there, uh, he's going to find a way for it to go in. So um, ended up nine of 16 from the field, 18 points. Um, he took, he did miss both free throws that he took and uh, his mom was all caps locking him on Twitter um, yelling. So uh, I, I think that he probably got his butt chewed by his mom after the game for not making free throws. So, um, and, but the th- big thing with IO that's uh that that still worries me is his ball handling. He had three turnovers this game. Um, he he just seems to get in spots where somebody else reaches a hand in and you know pops it away, things like that. Um, just needs cleaned up a little bit, I think. So he does make some cool moves though when he dribbles he occasionally. Yeah, which that, that can you know it when just he crosses over simple stuff. <laughs> simple stuff. He struggles with ball handling wise, but sometimes yeah he. If he's facing like a team, like Illinois is probably one of the more athletic teams overall in the Big Ten, I think. And when he's facing a team like Northwestern or a team like Iowa, you know, the teams that aren't overly athletic, he can just do flybys and score a will. Like it's not even fair. Yeah. At that Like he had a couple in both of these games. He's just flying by the defense and they can't do anything about it. And he mm-hmm. finishes. So yeah. if he can do that, it's going to be hard to stop Illinois because when he's doing that, then you're going to focus on that. And if you can kick it out to Frazier or Griffin for three, and if they're in the zone, they're going to get more open looks. So yeah. the more he does this, the more dangerous the offense can be which I didn't expect to see with this head coach because this head coach apparently has no idea what to do most of the time when it comes to actually running things and playing good offense and actually doing things instead of the weave. <laughs> yeah. Five seconds. And it, yeah. And, and I think, you know, in the Northwestern game, they kind of got away from that a little bit. I mean, you still saw it, but having people make shots always changes offenses too. Um, but uh, Frazier, I, I put that he didn't shoot well in this game. I guess he shot better in this game than he probably has most games this season. Um, he was three of eight from three, uh, but one of those was towards the – well, he scored uh, – Nebraska got this game tied up um, right before half, and uh, Frazier made a step back three – and then Nebraska gets the ball, inbounds the ball or whatever, misses it, and then Frazier hits a 75-foot three um, at the buzzer, uh, which it's amazing because, you know, Illinois fan, we went to the game, uh, me and my wife and my son, and uh, Illinois fans, like, I swear, you know, Nebraska, you know, ties it up, Illinois makes a three, and Illinois needs a stop, you know. And not one person besides the guys down at the Orange Crush were standing in in uh, the farm, as we are calling it now, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's just unreal that, I mean, that, you know, 30 seconds of cheering is all you needed. And, and you couldn't get anybody to stand up and cheer. So, I don't know, Illinois fans, we got to get better. That's that's. Oh. It's my little rant for, for you today. Know what, you know what else is unreal and amazing? What? The fact that they took 16 hours to review the Frazier shot. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Well, it's because I, I saw the, like, replay afterwards. It was blurry. Well, it's because the ga- the clock on the, like, bottom of the screen was different than the, the other clock, which I know they I, – I don't think they look at that, but um, – I, I saw a lot of people saying he didn't get it off, but uh, you could clearly tell, like in the when we were there, I could tell that he got it off. Um, yeah, so. it, it was just that, like the official walked to one side, looked at it for like five <laughs> minutes, walked yeah. to the other side. Yep. It's like not even that big of a deal because does anyone actually think Nebraska was going to beat Illinois? Come on now. <laughs> I, w- I would hope not. So Illinois takes, takes a five-point lead at half, 36-31 after the two threes. Um, 
and it 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 just seemed like it once again they were stagnant on offense um not moving when they don't have the ball which which I understand the weave you know he runs it but after it gets done ran it's like the players don't know what to do I understand there's stuff going on during it but but it just gets to that point where there's nothing to to happen you know nothing happens and they're just kind of stuck there um but I feel like like they had a good chance of putting Nebraska away in this first half they let them get back in it um still letting teams hit wide open threes which just drives me absolutely nuts um I don't even know how to say his name Thor whatever Thor Bodges Nonners then I don't know Heather kept saying what's that guy's name I'm like I don't know but anyways that dude kept hitting threes he ended up having he was three of six from three um and you know I I think that he was being guarded by DeMonte so um our defensive guy uh was guarding him and then Io was on Cheatham all night which kind of surprised me, I guess, because Cheatham is supposedly their best scorer. I think so. the only I think the only <clears throat> game in Big Ten play that Illinois put away were the Purdue games, game. both of them. Yeah, honestly, which is insane. Like I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, that's an indictment on Purdue when Illinois can't close out Nebraska or Northwestern early. Purdue yeah. that happens against I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. I it's just they just I don't know if they get laxed and and they let teams back in. I, it's those scoring droughts too that Illinois gets on. Um, but uh, Kipper got eleven minutes. Uh, have really nothing good to say about him. Once again, I know that surprises all you Illini fans out there. <laughs> um, missed a layup and then gave up a wide open three, like Kipper seems to do every game. Um, like I said, he had 11 minutes. Uh, Tevion still not seeing the floor. I don't know if Tevion's back in the doghouse or what's going on, but ever since he played that 19 minutes or whatever, he hasn't even been on the floor. Is so, there? And a, these these are games where you play him. I mean, Nebraska and yeah. Northwestern. Give him five minutes. Just see what he does. Um, I don't know. I I I think that I really think Underwood just wants him to transfer at this point. See, I, I don't know about that. That's weird if that's what he thinks. But do you think there's a group of Illini fans that support Kipper over Tevion? Do you think there's anyone? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, if there is, I'd two like games to ago, everybody thought Kipper was playing the best defense of, on the team and all this other stuff. Uh, I don't get it. He might have one or good you know, defensive plays, but it's nothing, nothing that's like, wow, this – this really makes me think he he deserves eleven minutes of playing time. Over, if he had a forty over a four star that's sitting on the bench doing nothing, and how about how about the fact that every every single broadcast, at least one of two things comes up. Number one, Illinois is so good defensively; they guard the three better than almost anyone. <laughs> They're so good on defense. And number two, man, Kipper he scored thirty that one time. He can really score. He can really. Put up buckets, yeah. Every um, freaking broadcast. It's like they don't even watch yeah. the team at and all. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think either of those are right. I feel like they give away, they give up way too many wide open threes. And I think Kipper uh, probably wouldn't start on Nebraska's team. So. You might want to tell that to Andy Katz because he says <laughs> Illinois' defense is just well, so good. Well, go back to to episode what was that four? You'll you'll find out what we think about Andy Katz. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Io in the second half had some some really nice uh, plays, not scoring. Um, had a nice touch pass to Kofi. Had another to Demonte um, for a Demonte slam. Uh, a, a, Io uh, he he also had a few uh, not very good fouls. Um, second and third one I thought were kind of weak fouls. One I thought was a jump ball. Second one, they called on Cheatham, who was clearly on the floor, and for some reason they said he was shooting. So I feel like Illinois had that happen to him a few times the last couple games, um, where a guy's clearly on the floor and then, and then, you know, does it. Uh, as far as Illinois turnovers, uh, Frazier had three, Io had three, and Fleece had two. So your guards um, are are coughing the ball up a little bit right now, uh, which. 
you know, turnovers happen. I get it. Uh, the big number is, oh, Kofi didn't have a single turnover. I think he's been averaging like two and a half you know, the last few games. So um, he's taking care of the ball better, better which is nice. And uh, Frazier's defense lately seems to be lacking um, as well as he has been playing on defense. I feel like in this game he had a couple curl cuts that he got beat on. Um, and, and I think Northwestern ran the exact same play. Um, and and Frazier got beat on that too. So, um, one I you know win by twelve wasn't the prettiest of games, wasn't the worst of games. Uh, they they didn't shoot the ball extremely well, thirty nine percent from the field, uh, five of nineteen from three, and ten of seventeen from free throws. So their free throws have been horrendous lately. Um, but Coming in, you know, Io got his break. I guess Underwood had the stomach bug, so he was out for a few days. Um, so I guess it kind of helped out that they had this break, uh, took care of business like they should have. Um, and and the, the only other thing I got on this game is Underwood was asked about, you know, the, how the Illini stand and, you know, how they are in the Big Ten and, you know, how they're predicted in the bracket. And Underwood said he will not not look at any of that until March eighth. Do you believe that? I believe that he because, probably doesn't oh, look at March Madness brackets, but okay. I think he looks at the standings. Well, he they were talking about double buys in the Big Ten tournament, and he's like, I I don't know, and not it doesn't matter until after March seventh or whatever. But yet he keeps telling the team that they're fighting for a title, so they know he knows that they're two games back. Or I never. I don't think – I think if we came out with brackets, he would look at those because he's big fans of us. That's true. He has but, been listening to us, except for the Kipper stuff, I guess. Yeah, uh, which I think he just skips that part. But um, <laughs> I don't think he looks at March Madness brackets. I would be super – Yeah, I well, I would I would agree with that. I would be super superstitious if I were yeah. the coach of Illinois. <laughs> true, true. You and want to get, get ahead of yourself. Because I do that with my teams, and I have no control over anything, so – I can't imagine what it'd be like to actually, you know, be the coach. I wouldn't be able to do that, but maybe he's different. I doubt he does. I think the standings, he definitely looks at though. Yeah. Yeah. The team shouldn't look at the standings. The players shouldn't. They probably do. No. But what do you, you got anything else on the game? Stat wise or? No. All I know is that I don't remember this game very well. So, and also uh, episode two of Better Call Saul was going on during the second half. (laughs) So I really wasn't paying attention. To the Interrupted game. you. I get it. Yeah. Um, I will say we did go to the game. Um, anybody that goes to the game, either leave your wife at home or make sure that she puts her stuff in a clear bag because uh, we took the bus from Pia's, which uh, probably top five wings in the country at Pia's. If you ever get get up to Champagne and you're looking for somewhere with some good wings, go there. Um, but she had to Uber it back, um, because we brought the bus. So it cost 27 bucks for her to get back to Pia's and then back to the game. So keep those purses at home, ladies. Okay. And now, and now I'm going to find out if she listens to the podcast. Good luck. (laughs) Um, moving on, uh, IO was named uh, big 10 player of the week. I believe this comes out on Monday. Is that correct? I don't know why it wouldn't, yeah. I don't know for sure. But um, it was for his Penn State game, basically, um, having 24 points or whatever. Uh, First time in his collegiate career that he has won this. Kind of surprised by that. I thought maybe last year he might have won it at least once. but um, And I really don't have anything else on that. I just kind of wanted to throw it out there if people didn't see that. Um, And then he did have an interview with – Mike Hall on the Big Ten Network. I don't know if anybody saw that. And he was just told he was he get, get, was giving people's names, and then he had to say a word or a phrase to describe it. So I just want to go over it. I thought it was cool, just a little something different. Um, Feliz, he said pit, Pitbull. True. DeMonte, Warrior. True. Griffin, Sniper. True. Uh, I don't know why they asked about Georgie. But the answer was all around because I don't know what else he could say. Why wouldn't they ask about Kofi? I don't know. I thought it was weird. Um, and then Io's hair, and he said the best wavy and elite. False. Ah, uh, you don't like Io's hair? I don't think it's elite. <laughs> 
it's uh different so. now um i think the reason that he hasn't won this before is that he had similar games last year in the big 10 as as he has had this year i don't 27 was a career high right uh, i think so yeah so i think he had similar games where he was in the 20s and leading him to the wins like michigan state ohio state last year but i think the fact that illinois was absolutely awful last year contributed True. now that they're actually good that's why they gave him the nod they weren't they weren't going to give it to a nine and 15 illinois team or whatever so right true that makes sense um but yeah it just it kind of surprised me but just thought we'd throw that out there in case anybody missed that um so congratulations dio um on a northwestern maybe Iowa wants to win one of those next year too huh is he gonna i i don't know maybe if tevion leaves but we're not getting into that voodoo yeah, that'll make us sound like idiots because I think that they need Tevion next year. I, I think they're going to need him, but they have you know they have two transfer guards that are sitting on the bench right now. Are they so. both guards? Yeah. Oh, so, God. So I don't know what they're going to – I mean, where is he going to play? They're going to have like seven guards next year. Yeah. And all all of them that like should be getting some minutes maybe except for a couple. Yeah. That's going to be a mess. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of time between now and next year. So. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But on to Northwestern. Uh, Illinois ends up winning by eight. Um, I don't feel like they were ever, this game was ever in jeopardy, but. Uh, it was 11 to eight Northwestern at the beginning. True. True. Um, but Illinois was a five point favorite. Uh, again, moved to six and a half. By the time the game started, so a lot of people thought Illinois would win this game, of course, by more than five, six, whatever. Um, I had them winning 68-63. You had Illinois winning 77-73, ended up 74-66. So, once again, Ethan's right around there with the the guesses. Yeah, that's right. Pretty good at this stuff. Um, Illinois went on a 21-5 run after it was 11-8, just for the record. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did the I, math. I was kind of watching this from the other room, so I I wasn't that like keened in on it like I am for most games. I but, was locked in. But good, I'm glad you were. Uh, player of the game, I did notice while sitting in the other room that Alan Griffin had 24 points on nine of 11 shooting, six of eight from three, seven rebounds, two assists. Um, one one assist was a really nice. He took to the hole, dumped it off to Kofi. Uh, Kofi had a nice dunk on top of that. Um, did get an alley oop from Demonte, which was really nice. Um, Illinois just ha- doesn't seem to have that athleticism, and now you get Griffin playing, and there it is. You Weird. Know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's like he it's like he should be starting or something. But that that pass uh, the the dish to Kofi was the most excited or hyped up that i've ever seen kofi yeah yeah he was pumped he had a great first half he did um i i thought that i for some reason thought griffin had a steal but i later on found out that frazier was the only one that had a steal in the game um after looking at the stats today but i feel like the reason he hadn't been playing is because of his defense and i think that his defense is might be one of the better defenses on the team now um, he's long, uh, and just his rebounding ability is so good now. You know, plays with um, a lot of energy too. He does. He's just always going at it. Um, he only played twenty minutes again um, this game, I believe twenty twenty one minutes. So uh, I I don't know why he's only playing twenty minutes, but you know, apparently Underwood has a reason. Um, Griffin didn't play the last five to six minutes of this game uh and illinois was plus 16 while he was on the floor uh underwood was asked about it afterwards and he said we were in a good rhythm i like the matchup <laughs> with the demonte we were switching one through four um and then he said that they had a pretty good idea what they wanted to do down the stretch against the press so apparently he doesn't trust griffin against the press does he say um, they were in a good flow or a good rhythm every time he's asked about like substitutes and stuff i guess um i thought the good rhythm was the guy that was six of eight from three he was <laughs> six of six of six or five of five at one time 
think he went one to three down the stretch. But in that in that uh, last six minutes, I think Northwestern outscored Illinois eighteen to ten. So um, kind of it, it was never in question, but Northwestern was had a chance. I mean, they were it was a seven point game with two and a half minutes left. So. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Kofi. I didn't. I assume I, you didn't say who your player of the game was. I'm. I keep Alan skipping you. Oh, okay. All right. Shocking. I know. <laughs> had a pretty good game. Um, Kofi, uh, like you said, had a great start to the to the game. Um, was getting the ball down low and he was dunking everything. So, um, kind of un Kofi like because he tries to usually throw it up there and see and tries to see what happens. I felt defensively um, against Young. I think Young was too quick for him. Uh, he got – it looked like he got beat a few times. Luckily, Northwestern couldn't make any bunnies. I still think that he was altering guard shots like he does. Um, I just thought that uh, his defense against Young was a little little suspect last night, um, which, which not saying that was bad defense, just for Kofi it seemed suspect. Um, he had another double-double, so now 11 on the year. Uh, 12 points, 14 rebounds. Only touched the ball eight times, or only got eight shots up, six of eight. I still wish that he'd shoot 15 times a game, but um, it is what it is. Um, and I do feel like he, he was way more aggressive on rebounds. Uh, he did miss a little bunny, and he fouled a guy like 95 feet away from the basket. So on that, he was a little over-aggressive. Uh, Kofi had four fouls this game, um, going into the tournament, you know, big 10 tournament. And, you know, if I, I, I truly believe that this cemented them in the NCAA tournament, but I don't want to get, you know, the cart in front of the horse or whatever that saying is. Yeah. Um, but I, I, he's just, he's not going to be able to foul out of games in Illinois, have a chance to win. I don't think, um, he, he's that instrumental into what they do. I think the refs realized how much bigger and stronger Illinois is than Northwestern. So uh-huh. every time Illinois touched a Northwestern player, it was a foul, it seemed like. Like, the officiating was brutal for, like, the first 10 minutes yeah, of the that's what he second said. half. Yeah. It was, like, 4 nothing in fouls. Illinois had four. Northwestern didn't have a foul in the second half until, like, seven minutes in. And so many weak calls. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, he started off great early. I feel like Illinois establishes him and then, you know, it comes down to the second half or, you know, later in the first half and they just quit giving him the ball and they stopped feeding him. Um, luckily, uh, you know, I, and I know he starts drawing doubles and triples and, and that kind of stuff, but, uh, I, he still needs to get the ball cause he had a really nice skip pass uh, to Trent over in the, on the side and Trent made his only three of the game off that. So uh, he's still doing things when he gets the ball um, and, you know, only had one turnover this game. So again, he's keeping the turnovers down. Um, Trent, however, you know, that one three uh, was the only three he did make. He was three of 14 from the field, you know, had a couple nice jumpers around the free throw line. Um, but man, he had some threes that weren't, even, they weren't even close, um, off the side of the rim, you know, they didn't look like shooters misses, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt again that he struck, he was guarding Spencer last night, got beat a few times. Spencer had 18 points on eight of 13 shooting. So, um, Trent really needs to step up his defense. It seems like lately, um, he did have three assists, the lone steal that I talked about for the Illini and he didn't have any turnovers. So um, still, still playing the point guard game. Well, I just wish that we could get a shooting better. You know um, I, you know, if he makes four or five threes instead of one, Illinois wins by, you know, 16, 17, 18 points. And there's really no question of is Northwestern coming back into this. Um Georgie and Kipper are now coming off the bench together since Georgie is uh, not starting, and it is rough. Um, they came in last night, and they literally both got a foul within a minute, 30 seconds of being in the game. Like, Kipper got a foul, Georgie got a foul, and then I'm pretty sure Kipper got another one. Um, so, uh, 
combined, these boys were one of four from the field, six rebounds, one turnover, five fouls, and two points. Uh, Georgie played 13 minutes. Kipper only got four this game. That's a lethal duo off the bench. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, so, again, I'm going to say it, Tevion, just please, just let's see what he can do for four minutes. If you're going to put Kipper in for four minutes and let him – do whatever Kipper's doing. He did have it. He sh- took one shot from like five feet away and banged oh it off the front of the rim. It wasn't even close. Yeah. I it's just, I don't know. It's embarrassing. It is what it is. Um, I guess Georgie was uh, putting a lot of time in the, in the gym, trying to get his touch back. Um, sadly, I don't think it worked that well. Um, like I said, they're they're just Kip or Georgie struggling, and then Kipper's just being Kipper. But. Kipper's just a bad player. I don't understand how it's possible that he can get any minutes on a Division One Big Ten basketball team. Yeah, I think uh, he's one of the worst players they've had that gets to play in a long time. I don't want to be too mean, <laughs> but man, he's been bad this year. I, yeah, I just. I, I am. I haven't been a Kipper fan um, since last year. So I was a Kipper fan the first two you seasons. Know, if I if I sound bad, I mean, I I get it. He's a college kid and whatever, but man, just please please be better <laughs> or don't play. You should uh, start by having a real like actual <laughs> shot form. Right. Make some shots. Right. Um, Illinois was up eight and a half, thirty four twenty six. They shot 50% in the first half, held Northwestern to 32%. Uh, Io, uh, Kofi, and Griffin had 30 of the 34 points, and Illinois had 11 assists on 15 buckets, and they were plus 10 on the rebounds um, in the first half. So, um, DeMonte, you know, again, quiet offensively, uh, played decent defense. Um, I, I think he was – was he guarding Bowie or what? I don't even know who he's guarding. I couldn't see from where I was. Um, but yeah, he took one, three was two or three from the free throw line. I felt down towards the end of the game. They were going to try fouling because it seemed like he got the ball and they fouled it immediately with like two and a half minutes left. Um, came down, made both his free throws. So, you know, doing, doing what he should do, just like DeMonte does. Um, IO obviously just, playing the best basketball that he's played all year um, over these last few games. Uh, had 21 points, um, and he's averaging 16.4 points per game and 48% from the field. So right now he's six in the Big Ten for both of those. But he was seven of 12 from the field. Um, he had a nice three against the zone, which uh, he had his feet set. It looked like a good shot. He wasn't kicking out and fading away or what, you know, he has that like runner three that he does a lot, um, had his feet set, knocked it down and he was six of six from the line. So whatever his mom said to him after the game, when he didn't make his free throws, apparently worked. So um, had a really nice behind the back layup in transition. Uh, really nice, like NBA quality. Nice. I thought um, six rebounds, four assists, um, literally just the guy that is, is the reason why Illinois plays well. Uh, he He's getting really well at those, you know, 15-foot jumpers, hitting them when he needs to. I feel like teams are kind of getting used to it because there were a few times last night where he was in the air and they had a hand up and he couldn't do anything with it. So he's going to have to change it up a little bit more. But, uh, but all in all, another good game. He did have five turnovers this game which, you know, I talk about his ball handling, things like that. Um, a couple of those turnovers were from him trying to take a jumper and really didn't have an opening to take it. Um, but, but all in all, another good game. Uh, they attack, I felt like they attacked the zone well. There was a lot of ball movement. Um, Io got to the rim and then dumped it off to Kofi for a, for a dunk. Um, and then, you know, Griffin shooting lights out always helps against the zone too. Uh, Northwestern is just that kind of team that they run zones and they really couldn't last night with the way Illinois was shooting. So, um, again, I think they're giving up way too many threes. Uh, 
open threes. I'm not saying that teams are knocking them down, but they're they're giving up probably. I'd say more than half of their threes they give up are just wide open. Um, so Northwestern did hit one with with two thirty left to make it a seven point game, where you know you started thinking, oh no, oh no. Uh, Illinois ended up making free throws. Flees made two uh, down the stretch. Uh, Feliz did have an off night, but you know, he could have an off night. He was one of eight from the field. He shot three threes, which you know how I feel about Feliz shooting threes. Um, I know one of them was why the shot clock was running down. I don't know about the other two. I don't remember seeing them, but, uh, uh, the two free throws that he did miss the next time Kofi had a nice tip back, uh, you know, to put it in, uh, Illinois goes up 10 with like two minutes left and, and they stopped fouling. So close the game out like they should have. Um, they only forced five turnovers this game, which is, you know, underwhelming for Illini standards, I believe. Uh, but they shot 46.6 from the field. Uh, and I think that if they're going to win these, you know, have a chance in the next three games um, against Indiana, Ohio State, and Iowa, they're going to have to shoot up there in that, you know, 45% range to have a chance with those. So. Um, 12 for 15 from the line. So definitely shot better from the free throw line. And uh, again, like I said earlier, it tied the line. I with five big 10 road wins with Maryland. Um, if you consider this a road game, uh, a guy at the, at the game said that it was probably 20 to one Illinois fans over Northwestern fans. Um, and this game did clinch Illinois first uh, big, big 10 season. Uh, uh, winning record since 2010, which is unreal. So they never um, had a winning record in the Big Ten under Gross. Uh, yeah, I'm they've so all, they all, I think nine's the most they ever won under Gross, and it's first time they've had 11 wins um, in in a Big Ten season since 2009 when they went 11 and seven. So, uh, yeah, but did what they had to do. Um, went into Evanston and and got a W. I, I Griffin had a heck of a game. Uh, Illinois has been looking for that third scorer. I feel like Griffin can be that. I feel like Frazier can still be that. I hope Frazier turns things around and and starts because if he starts knocking down shots with the way Griffin's playing, this team is going to be hard to beat. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, I think. Um... While we're talking about Frazier and Griffin, let's go over their shooting percentages for the season, shall we? They're both averaging 9.4 points per game. Frazier is shooting 33% from the field, 36% from three, and 74% from the line. Griffin is shooting 49% from the field, 42% from three, and 85% from the line. So Griffin has been pretty good. Frazier has been pretty bad. That's basically what it comes down to. (laughs) <laughs> that is what it comes down to. Um, I, I, uh, Griffin, I did see that he's shooting 50% from three since, uh, the incident. Which, <laughs> that's all I'm going to call it. Um, so, so he's really, really stepped up his game since then. Um, I, I think that he needs to get, I think he needs to be, you know, playing 30 minutes a game too. Um, I know that's hard to do with the other guys you got in there, but, uh, scoring 24 points in 20 minutes is pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Yeah, it is. Um, and then top three scorers right now for the team are uh, uh, Io's averaging 16, Kofi's averaging 13, Feliz averaging 10, and then obviously Griffin and Frazier both averaging nine. So, I mean, they're going to probably lose number one and number three. So right. good luck. All right. Yep. They're really, but you know, they got some kids coming in next year. Hopefully, we'll we'll uh, take care of that. Yeah. So, um, speaking of kids coming in, good. Hey, good segue. Right. Very good. Um, uh, Andre Curbelo wrapped up his senior year um, at Lou High, and I just kind of wanted to go over what what we can see coming in from him um his senior year he averaged 16.7 points per game 8.1 assists per game 
7.6 rebounds per game and 3.6 steals per game. Um, so over his high school career, he compiled 1,000 plus points, 400 plus rebounds, 400 plus assists, and 200 plus steals. So that's what we—that's the future of Illini right now. Um, what we will see next year. I'd like to go on record saying this. Uh-huh. I'm not saying this because of his high school stats. It's just overall everything I've been seeing. There's a lot of buzz with Curbella right now. He will be the best player at Illinois over any recruit in the last five years, I'll say. Okay. I think he's better than be I better than Io, yeah. Do you think that he'll stay four years? Yes. Okay. He feels like a McKamey type. Yeah. Like four years at yeah. Illinois. Pure point Go guard. Go play overseas somewhere. <laughs> Probably, yeah. 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 But it seems like a lot of people are starting to talk about him a lot more. I think he's going to climb even more probably in the recruiting uh, rankings, which yeah. he's already been moving up, but I think he might move up even more. And hopefully he can work some magic, which just is so unrealistic. It's not even funny. It's not going to happen. Get Jonathan Kaminga, uh, number one in 2021. Uh, thank you. Get it done. Get it done. Um, a couple other guys that were just thrown out there around the Twitter sphere. Uh, class of 22, Michael Zanoni is going to be in attendance for the Indiana game. Uh, 6'6 shooting guard. They say he's still growing, which I don't know if that's good for a shooting guard or not. Um, but supposedly the best shooter in the class of 2020 or up there with them. So uh, Underwood's definitely trying to add some shooters to the team, uh, which is nice to see. Uh, as long as they, as long as they got somebody to take care of Kofi when he's gone after next year. Yes. After next year, folks, not this year. Yeah. Um, the other guy, RJ Keen is the son of Richard Keen. Do you remember him back from 1993? I'm sure okay. you do. Okay. <laughs> um, I was, uh, eight years old. You were, uh, negative six or something yep (laughs) okay um anyways his dad was a mcdonald all-american um and he was from peoria so he stayed home um went to illinois this kid's a six seven shooting guard small forward power forward combo um solid shooter uh he said that he has watched a good amount of illinois games i guess because of his dad and uh he knows that they need somebody that can knock down threes or knockdown shots consistently um, basically alluding that that could be him um, as yeah. apparently Illinois is not looking at him but That's he's not, interested in Illinois that. yeah uh, I watched some stuff he has a nice shot I like his shot uh-huh. uh, his release kind of reminds me of Steve Nash's shot kind of from the side as a uh-huh. guard and uh yeah, so I think that uh, maybe maybe Illinois can uh, get him. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know what class he is. I never did. Is he 22, too? I think he might be 21. 21, okay. All I know is that he's listed like three different positions. <laughs> yeah. And he's I mean, 6'7", six, six, seven, seven, I guess so. you can play, play them all. Yeah. So, but. Uh, we'll get into the Indiana-Illinois game real quick here. Yeah. And uh, go from there. So, transitioning over to the Illini-Indiana game, which will be on Sunday, uh, March 1st. So, it will be officially March, which is always a big day for a lot of people because you realize that, wow, it's going to get real, real here soon. It's going to be madness. Yeah, so that, which is weird for Illinois. Wow, finally going to be back, huh? Been a while. I'm excited. Uh, 1 o'clock, another Big Ten Network game. Now, hopefully it's low profile enough to where we don't have to hear Andy Katz, but you never know at this point. So <laughs> we will see. Um, Indiana has won the uh, seven of the last nine between the two dating back wow. to 2014. So um, that does not I- include the game where Indiana was number one overall. I, I, I don't think it includes that. I might, I don't know. I don't think it does though. Cause wasn't that like, uh, that was 13. Or, yeah. yeah. Yep. 2013. Um, Indiana's a projected 10 seed. They're around that range, although they're teetering a little bit on the bubble here, just a little bit. Uh, they are coming yeah. off of a loss at Purdue, which was last night. They looked absolutely horrible offensively. I know I texted you and said 
If you want <laughs> to see bad, bad offense, shooting, yeah. yeah, bad shooting, just brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Indiana has won three of five, though. They won at home against Purdue or at home against Penn State and Iowa. And then they had a road win at Minnesota. Um, and then besides that Purdue loss, their other loss in their last five was a very slick um, 24-point loss to Michigan. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and they've lost three of their last nine. So yeah, um, really on the downhill slide. Um, uh, I, and it looks like the only road wins they've had, they've had in the Big Ten are at Minnesota – and at Nebraska. Other than that, they haven't won a road game in the Big Ten. So, Which is a trend for a lot of Big Ten teams. Yeah, but, you know, that's got to say something good for Illinois. I know that uh, sold-out crown is supposed to be. Um, they're striping the the uh, the farm, as, as they're calling it. Is that what we're calling it? I guess we're calling I it that. That's what I'm calling it from to. now on. I right. wish we didn't have to. <laughs> Um, yeah, striping the farm in orange and blue. Uh, ticket the lowest ticket I can find right now is eighty seven dollars. So nice. people are excited for the line. I uh, Nebraska game was not quite sold out like that. No. So um, and this is a kind of a little bit of a rivalry. Deep seated rivalry. Yeah, there's been been years of of festering. I think um, Illinois, of course, only went in seven of the last nine. Um, Illinois wants to win this one bad, I think. Yeah. Uh, so on the Indiana front, freshman six foot nine forward Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, Could apparently really good. I have. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't watched Indiana play this year. So. Well, he's definitely not gonna be someone talked about because number one, Indiana is not that great of a basketball team compared to most in the Big Ten, and um, he's averaging 13 points, eight rebounds, 57 percent of the field. He had 27 and 16 against Minnesota. Okay. So I don't know how Illinois is going to approach a matchup for him. Yeah. They don't really, it doesn't look like Indiana has like a big center or anything. So I guess that will, will help Kofi too on the offensive end, Um, but defensive wise, uh, we could have another young incident. And if, if Jackson, Jackson Davis is finishing at the rim, unlike young, it could make the game pretty interesting. Yeah, um, Illinois needs to needs to win this game to keep pace if they want a double buy, which I think the double buy doesn't even matter at this point. It'd be great to have, but we'll see. I guess the double buy only matters if you're going to the Big Ten tournament and you're not getting there till Friday. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I they it's right now. Um, yeah, they I feel like they need this game and they probably need to split one of the next two. Um, to have a chance at that double buy right now. So just yeah. got to take care of business. Hopefully Griffin's shooting well. Hopefully Frazier, you know, his shot's back. Um, I, I feel like Illinois has a good chance of winning this game at home. Um, so uh, Haslametrically speaking, Indiana is 38th overall, Illinois 29th. Offensively, Indiana ranks 48th, Illinois 46th. Defensively, Indiana 44th, Illinois 21st, and then record quality, which I don't know how that's done. Uh, Indiana's 38th, Illinois 34th, and then strength of schedule, Indiana 13th, and Illinois 36th. So we shall see. My pick for this game is Illinois winning 75 to 69, is what I have. 75 to 69. Seems like a lot of scoring. I don't think Indiana's defense is that good. Okay. So um, we can expose that. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 67-58, Illinois. That's I'm fair. Like, I don't think the scoring is going to be quite that high. I really so. don't think that either, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I like it, though. I like it. Lots of scoring. Let's right. see it. So we got the big one here at Ohio State. Illinois went into Ohio State and won last year. Uh, the Buckeyes have won seven of nine. 19-9 overall, but do note that they play on Sunday at home against Michigan, so that'll be a big game. See where they end up. Uh, they're 23rd in the country right now, so they could uh, they could move up. They could drop out. We'll see. Uh, Illinois won at Ohio State last year, like I said, 63-56, backed by 15 points each 
for Io and Frazier. So that's nice to see them both actually scoring last year at this time. Not going to happen, I don't think, this time. We'll see. Uh, and then 13 points and seven rebounds for Georgie, which I, I can guarantee won't happen again. But um, <laughs> they did yeah. hold Caleb Wesson to 11 points on three of seven shooting last year. And uh, they've split the last four meetings. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit yeah. better than the Indiana stuff recently. Yeah, I um, this Ohio State team's just kind of – you you don't know which one's going to show up. It seems like they've definitely been playing well down the stretch. Um, it's like they only have two losses um, in their last what nine? You said so. Yeah. Um, definitely turning things around. They had some good wins at the beginning of the year, uh, beating Villanova. Um, at the time, beating North Carolina <laughs> um, when North Carolina was supposedly good. Um, I don't think we count that anymore they did beat your kentucky team oh um but dang it but yeah they're good uh illinois i think it's going to be a good game um i think that uh they're gonna have to stop wesson um keep him under control hopefully keep him you know keep him in you know low low double digit you know like 10, 11 points would be a good spot for them. Which I think they can do. And then uh, also they have Dwayne Washington Jr. and DJ Carton, who have both had excellent seasons. And, uh, yeah, Ohio State had a brutal stretch early in Big Ten play, and they've really gotten it together Yeah, since they, then. I mean, this is going to be a battle, I would say. Definitely one of the the better teams in the Big Ten right now. Um, I, I don't know what they are. Do you know what they are actually in the Big Ten? Well, they're Sandy nine, and, wise, nine what, and eight. What number and they are? They are one, two, three, four, five, nine. six. Okay, seven. Yeah, seven or seventh eight. place. So tied with Michigan. Yeah, and they. I think they started off. I mean, they've won seven they were, last nine, so they were two and six to start yeah, the Big Ten bottom, conference. They so. were right where Minnesota is right yeah, now. Yeah, but. It'd be nice to go into Ohio State and get a victory. Um, I think that Illinois is going to have a hard time doing that, though. Yeah, which we thought that last year, too. But I think this Ohio State team is better than last year's also. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I believe that, the, especially now, um, once they get going. But, but I don't think that Illinois – I think Illinois can play with anybody. Um, they're just – they're not going to be able to go on their five-minute droughts at Ohio yeah. State um, and, and have a – they still might have a chance to win, but it's going to be – they're going to have to come back from down 12-15 if they go on those droughts. Uh, just keep that defense up and, you know, play play basketball like Illinois has been playing. Um, these last three games, they've – I think they've looked really good. I know people were upset about them only beating Nebraska by 12, which I thought was weird. Um and then nobody really complained when they only beat Northwestern by eight, I guess, because it was on the road. But, uh, yeah, get, getting the, getting this game on the road would be huge. I don't think they're going to. Um, I'm going to say that Ohio State's probably going to win this game. I'm going to go 71 to 65. Too much scoring. You think so? Yeah, and here's why. Uh, hazometrically speaking, yeah, um, the metrics love the Buckeyes, obviously. Like, they love every Big Ten team except for, like, four of them. <laughs> uh, Purdue is just so good. Anyway, uh, Illinois 29th overall. Like I said, Ohio State 7th. Uh, 46th overall on offense is the Illini, and uh, Ohio State 18th defensively. Illinois 21st. Ohio State is 8th. So they're pretty high up there for defensive efficiency. And then a record quality, Illinois 34, Ohio State 29. Strength of schedule, Illinois 36, Ohio State 26. So it's pretty close in just about everything except offense is a pretty big gap of uh, 28 spots, 22-spot gap overall, 13 for defense, 5 for record quality, and 10 for strength of schedule. So it's pretty close overall. Uh, this is a road game for the Illini, so I don't think they win. I think Ohio State wins 63-58 to 58 would be my guess. Okay. And I feel good about that one. So we'll see if I get it get get it close. Hopefully Illinois can pull it out and we're both wrong. That's all I'd I gotta be say. okay too. <laughs> 
So we will return next uh, Friday, I guess. I, the schedule is going to get a little weird here with the yeah. things that are going to go on. Um, Friday, they play the 7th against Iowa, right? The 8th. Sunday the 8th. Sunday the 8th. So, so we could do a Friday episode after the Ohio State one. Yeah, and, and then, then we we'll do, do one before the tournament. The day before the Big Ten tournament, I guess. Yep. Sounds yeah. good to me. So we'll figure that and out. Then, and then maybe do one after the tournament's over. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next Friday to review these games and all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you then for episode number 18 of the Illini Basketball Podcast.